Good morning for Monday, July 19, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's happening this morning. In Pakistan, taxes divide the rich and the poor. After training, still scrambling for a job. In a revised plan, BP hopes to keep Gulf Well closed. In some of the national headlines, evangelicals are pushing for shifts in immigration. Some are making an effort to grow old, safer, and kinder, and the Black Panthers are demanding justice in a South Carolina killing. In some of this morning's business headlines, audit questions rush to close dealerships. After debt tumult, there's a sunnier outlook in Europe, and there are some unspoken limits of what it means to be a partner. There will, of course, be more business stories along with more national and world news. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on this morning's front page. This is the top story, written by Sabrina Tavernese from Islamabad. It's titled, In Pakistan, Taxes Divide Rich and Poor. Much of Pakistan's capital city looks like a rich Los Angeles suburb. Shiny sport utility vehicles purr down gated driveways. Elegant multi-story homes are tended by servants. Laundry is never hung out to dry. But behind the opulence lurks a troubling fact. Very few of these households pay income tax. That is mostly because the politicians who make the rules are also the country's richest citizens and are skilled at finding ways to exempt themselves. That would be a problem in any country, but in Pakistan the lack of a workable tax system feeds something more menacing, a festering inequality in Pakistani society, where the wealth of its most powerful members is never redistributed for public good. That is creating conditions that have helped spread an insurgency that is tormenting the country and complicating American policy in the region. It is also a sorry performance for a country that's among the largest recipients of American aid, payments of billions of dollars that prop up the country's finances and help its leaders fight the insurgency. Though Pakistani authorities have tried to expand the net in recent years, taxing profits from the stock market and real estate, entire swaths of the economy, like agriculture, a major moneymaker for the elite, still remain untaxed. This is a system of the elite, by the elite, and for the elite, said Riaz Hussein Nakvi, a retired government official who worked in tax collection for 38 years. It is a skewed system in which the poor man subsidizes the rich man. The problem starts at the top. The average worth of Pakistani members of parliament is $900,000, with its richest member topping $37 million, according to a December study by the Pakistan Institute of Legislative Development and Transparency in Islamabad. While Pakistan's income from taxes last year was the lowest in the country's history, according to Zafar Ulamajid, the senior official in the Federal Board of Revenue, the assets of members of parliament have nearly doubled, the institute study found. The country's top opposition leader, Nawaz Sharif, reported that he paid no personal income tax for three years ending in 2007 in public documents he filed with Pakistan's Election Commission. A spokesman for Sharif, an industrialist widely believed to be a millionaire, said he'd been in exile and had turned over positions in his companies to relatives. A month of requests for similar documents for Pakistan's president and prime minister went unanswered by the commission. Representatives for the men said they did not have the figures. 
the rules say that anyone who earns more than $3,488 a year must pay income tax, but few do. Akbar Zaidi, a Karachi-based political economist with the Carnegie Endowment, estimates that as many as 10 million Pakistanis should be paying income tax, far more than the 2.5 million who are registered. Out of more than 170 million Pakistanis, fewer than 2% pay income tax, making Pakistan's revenue from taxes among the lowest in the world, a notch below Sierra Leone's. Zaidi blames the United States and its perpetual bailouts of Pakistan for the minuscule tax revenues from rich and poor alike. The Americans should say, enough, sort it out yourselves. Get your house in order first, he argued, but you are cowards. You are afraid to take that chance.